What is up everyone? It is Quinn here back with another video. And today I'm going to be talking about some second year wide receivers and then more specifically whether or not I'd be buying or selling them at their current ADP. I did a very similar video with the uh, second year running backs a couple days ago. So if you haven't seen that, go check it out after this one. Um, and then I also just want to hear your guys' thoughts down below in the comment section. So if you agree, disagree on some of these guys, let me know why, and I will make sure to get back to you. But let's not waste any more time. Let's just get into the uh, first second year wide receiver I'm going to be talking about. And that is going to be Garrett Wilson. Right now, he's going off the board as the wide receiver nine and an early second round pick. Now I'm going to be selling Garrett Wilson at this price, but I'm not going to be selling him as the wide receiver nine. I'm going to be selling him as an early second round pick. I think wide receiver nine is fair. I believe I have him as the uh, wide receiver 10 but you know, kind of nitpicking at this point. For me, I just can't get there as an early second round value. And now it's not Wilson's fault that he's getting like, you know, pushed ahead of a lot of these running backs that I like um, on underdog. I think Garrett Wilson's going to have a really strong season. I think he's going to take a big year to jump. You also have Aaron Rodgers coming into that offense, which I think definitely gives uh, Garrett Wilson a much higher ceiling. And I think he has the potential to put up like mid-tier wide receiver one production. I just can't get to the point where I'm taking him over guys like Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, even that like that next tier of running backs on underdog, like the Brees Halls, the Derrick Henrys, the Josh Jacobs. I still think I'd be leaning with those guys over Garrett Wilson. Let me know if I'm crazy on that. Maybe underdog is kind of just pushing these wide receivers up, but I would still prefer that next tier of running backs over Garrett Wilson, even though I am fine with him here as the uh, wide receiver nine. Now, the next wide receiver is going to be Chris Olave, and he's going a little bit after Garrett Wilson, wide receiver 12, a late second round pick. And this is pretty much going to be the same deal as Garrett Wilson here. It's a sell for me. I like the wide receiver 12 price tag. That's where I have them. I just can't be taking them ahead of guys like Tony Pollard, Derrick Henry, Brees Hall, Josh Jacobs, even a guy like Ramondre Stevenson. Like I'd have all those guys going ahead of Chris Olave. Um, looking at Chris Olave's rookie season, production-wise, fantasy-wise, he was the most impressive rookie wide receiver. And then just like Garrett Wilson, he is also getting a quarterback upgrade with Derek Carr coming in. I feel like Garrett Wilson's getting a lot of the hype in terms of like the QB upgrade. But I mean, Derek Carr over like the Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston combo, that is also a significant upgrade here for Chris Olave. So I do like Olave heading into this season. I would just prefer him as like a third round pick instead of a late second round option. Now, the next wide receiver is going to be Christian Watson. He's going off the board as the wide receiver 19, a mid fourth round pick. Now, I'd kind of say this value is all right, but I would honestly slightly be leaning towards sell. But I think in general, like this kind of area of the draft, the fourth round just gets really messy at the wide receiver position. Like these are some of the other options going in the fourth round. Mike Williams, DeAndre Hopkins, DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, Keenan Allen, and Drake London. Now I would say sell because I probably would be taking most of those guys I mentioned over Christian Watson. And most of those guys are also going after him on underdog. Um, but I still do see the upside here for Christian Watson. Like as a rookie, he really flashed in the uh, back half of the season. He started it off with that like four for 107, three touchdown game, just totally kind of broke out. And then he was pretty reliant on those big plays and getting into the end zone throughout the rest of the season. But I kind of feel like that's just going to be what he is as a player. He's a freak athlete. We know he's going to have those big plays. He will be a touchdown threat. He's a guy who can break one really at any point in the game. I just think the big question is, can he command a higher target share? Because we saw last year, the most targets he commanded in a game was eight, which is just not great. Like that's not ideal. Obviously, if you're breaking 
like a 50 yard reception every game, you can kind of put up with it. But to put that into perspective, there were 21 wide receivers who averaged eight or more targets per game last year. So he hit eight at his peak and we had almost, you know, 24 like wide receiver twos for fantasy who were averaging that number that was his peak. The Packers also added more target competition in the draft with guys like Jaden Reed, Musgrave, uh, and Kraft. So I feel like Watson is a guy who has a pretty wide range of outcomes here. Like if he just completely burst onto the scene in like his second year and was a top 12 fantasy wide receiver, like I really wouldn't be that shocked. I feel like he has that kind of upside. But if he kind of faded, maybe he doesn't get a crazy number of touchdowns and is just kind of a guy in this offense, like a back-end wide receiver three, I feel like I also wouldn't be shocked. So, you know, I would say he's a slight sell, but I don't hate the pick if you're really a believer in him, believer in, you know, probably love here as the quarterback position. And if you like the upside, like I'm not really going to hate it because I do think these wide receiver twos, some of them may be safer, some of them may have that upside. So if you like the upside play, not going to push back super hard. Now, the next wide receiver is going to be Drake London. He's being drafted as the wide receiver 25 at the uh, round four or five turn. And I talked about Drake London in my do not draft video. So you can probably guess I'm going to be uh, selling him here. This is just a spot where I love the player, hate the situation, broke it down super in depth in that do not draft video. But the uh, Falcons are lined up once again to lead the league in rush attempts. Drake London as a rookie had the fifth highest target share in the NFL at 29.4%, the second highest target rate at 32.4%. So he did what he could do, right? He commanded targets at a very high level. The problem is if there just aren't a ton of targets to go around, it's tough to be putting up solid fantasy production. Even with those, you know, that target share, that target rate, he was the wide receiver 47 in points per game. So could he hit this wide receiver 25 mark? Like, yeah, he probably could, but I feel like it would be him just like wildly overachieving on this offense. And I just don't really see the situation where he's taking that leap to be like a mid to high end wide receiver two, unless the Falcons just kind of totally change their identity, which I don't see happening, especially after they uh, went out and drafted Bijan Robinson. So I hate it. Like I said, the do not draft video. I love Drake London as the player. I just hate the situation here with the uh, Falcons. Now, the next wide receiver is going to be George Pickens going off the board as the wide receiver 36 at the 6-7 turn. I feel like in the running back video, I had a decent number of buys or at least like kind of neutral spots. I feel like I'm selling a lot of these wide receivers and Pickens is going to be another sell here. I think he had a pretty solid overall rookie season, but I feel like a lot of flashy plays have kind of pushed up his price just a little too high for me. We know he's going to be a strong down-the-field weapon. He had the third-highest dot in the NFL with 7th in deep targets, 14th in yards per target, 12th in yards per reception. So he was pretty efficient, 13th in contested catch rate. We've all seen like the viral you know, down-the-field plays he made last year. The problem for me is that he just didn't really command enough targets anywhere else. Like We saw him down the field. Five targets per game overall and a 15.6% target share isn't super encouraging, you know, heading into year two. And honestly, this is just a spot where we have two wide receivers on the same team. And I just think people are favoring the wrong guy. Deontay Johnson is currently going after George Pickens, which is pretty crazy to me. I understand Deontay had a terrible fantasy season last year, but it's because the dude scored zero touchdowns. Like it would be almost impossible for him to repeat that here in 2023. We saw Deontay average 8.6 targets per game last year, a 
a 27% target share. That's the guy I want from this offense. We've seen three straight seasons of Deontay just being a target funnel. So he's the guy I want to be going after here in this range, or maybe even a little after George Pickens kind of turned into a Deontay Johnson spiel there. But I am in on Deontay once again this season. Now, the next wide receiver is going to be Traylon Burks. He's going off the board as the wide receiver 37 in round seven. And this is going to be a buy for me. I talked about Traylon Burks in my uh, must draft wide receiver video. As a rookie, we saw Traylon Burks show some really solid flashes of being like a very solid wide receiver in his rookie season. And that was with him being held back, you know, with turf toe and a concussion. It just seemed like he was never really able to build on that season. But heading into year two, he's slotted to be the clear-cut wide receiver one on this Titans offense. I understand the Titans passing attack probably isn't going to be great. The offense as a whole is probably going to be rough, but I still think Traylon Burks is talented enough to command a really solid number of targets in this offense. I'm expecting a year two breakout. And similar to the guy I'm going to talk about next, I feel like some of these wide receivers just get hit with some tough situations, right? Like a guy like George Pickens, who was able to put together some decent counting numbers. He didn't really get hit with these injuries that limited his production. Traylon Burks, he was starting to build, um, getting solid opportunities before the turf toe. Then after the turf toe, he was starting to build. Then he gets pretty much knocked unconscious during a game and was just never really able to kind of put, you know, performance after performance together. I think he'll be able to do that here in year two. The next guy is going to be Jahan Dotson, and I'm really coming around here on Jahan Dotson. He's going off the board as the wide receiver 41, a 7-8 turn guy, and this is going to be a strong buy for me. Like I kind of, you know, compared him to Traylon Burks. Dotson showed some really nice flashes, but he really wasn't able to fully put together like a season-long profile. He had a hamstring injury early on in the season. Dotson actually came out of the gates kind of hot, scored 13 plus PPR points in three of his first four games, but it just wasn't sustainable production. He had four touchdowns in those four games, and he actually didn't go over 50 receiving yards like one time. So not saying it was like fake production, but like scoring four touchdowns in four games is not as important as like getting a ton of volume in the long run, at least, you know, when we're evaluating him as a player. So he ends up suffering a hamstring injury in week four, is out all the way until week 10. Then he plays week 10, week 11, and week 12. And he pretty much did nothing, but it's not like he stepped back into the same role he had early on in the season. He saw his snaps and routes cut from what he had early on. Then he got above an 80% route participation for the last five games, averaged 14.7 PPR points per game over that five-game stretch, and then went for over 50 yards or 50-plus yards in four of those five games. So I think he was really starting to kind of showcase his talent later on in the season. I think he's lined up to be very productive here in 2023. I just think the issue here for Dotson is that I do think his ceiling is kind of capped, but I mean, like, what ceiling do we have of some of these other guys going at, like, wide receiver 41, right? Like, it's not like we've got a ton of wide receiver ones here, but just looking at his ceiling, this offense is probably going to be bottom half, you know, in the NFL in terms of points, passing, all of that. And then also with Terry McLaurin ahead of him, it's just tough to see him outproducing Terry with how great we know, you know, Terry McLaurin is as a player. I still think he's a really solid value here at wide receiver one. I could see him giving you maybe like fringe wide receiver two production. If he's like a high-end wide receiver three, I think that's obviously a win here at wide receiver 41. Just a young, talented player I'd be willing to bet on here later on in drafts. And then the final second-year wide receiver I'm going to be talking about here is Jamison Williams. He's being drafted as the wide receiver 48 in the ninth round. And for me, this is going to be another buy. 
Obviously, JMO has not had a great start to his NFL career, missed the majority of 2022 working back from his ACL tear. We kind of expected that. Played in the last six games, caught one pass in those six games on nine targets. So he pretty much did nothing. That was a touchdown reception, but I mean, the stats are just non-existent from Jamison Williams. But I feel like everyone kind of heading into the season knew that he was not going to be a year one producer. Coming off the ACL, he wasn't going to be balling out. That wasn't like a true representation of him as a player, you know, running a few routes a game. That's not who Jamison Williams is. At this point, I feel like we still have pretty much no idea who JMO is going to be as a player at the NFL level. But now he gets hit with that uh, betting suspension, which is tough. I believe that's uh, the first six games of the season. So now we're going to have to kind of wait and see again, you know, what he is going to be. I just think looking at this price tag, wide receiver 48, he's going as like a late wide receiver four, early wide receiver five. Like if we're getting a first round rookie pick who's getting, you know, a suspension for part of the year, I just think this is a fine area to go out and get him. There are guys like Elijah Moore and maybe even a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster who are going right after him that maybe I'd prefer. But after that, like the wide receiver position just really falls off. So if you're throwing a dart here on JMO, I think it's fine, right? Like I'd rather be taking JMO than some wide receiver who might give you back-end wide receiver three production for a few weeks of the season. Like, just take the swing on the high upside guy. And then if it doesn't work out, he gets back, doesn't do anything, you cut him, you pick up a handcuff, you move on. You know what I mean? So that is going to wrap it up for my uh, second year wide receivers here. Let me know what you guys think. Seemed to be some more sells than the running back video, but we did get some solid values later on, at least in my opinion. So thank you all for stopping by. Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and I will see you all in the next one.